Hey there, freedom lovers. This is Kurt Mercadante letting you know that today's episode is brought to you by Cultivate Elevate. Hey, you may be thinking, that company sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Because in today's episode, you're going to hear my discussion with Matt, who founded Cultivate Elevate. Now, I got to tell you, you can go to CultivateElevate.com, see all of their products, and use Kurt15, C-U-R-T-1-5 to get a special discount on Trios and Shilajot. Now, Cultivate Elevate's products have become a staple of my day, whether it's the six-mix mushroom powder I put in my coffee every morning to help my mood, my gut health, and protect me from EMFs and radiation, or it's my daily dose of Shilajot, you're going to hear more in today's episode what that is, or my Ginkgo Biloba tea every afternoon, Cultivate Elevate helps boost my mood, helps my energy levels, helps protect my gut, helps protect me, helps me cultivate my health every single day. And if you go to CultivateElevate.com, you like what you see, use the discount code CURT15, C-U-R-T-1-5 to get your special discount. Now, Cultivate Elevate, you're going to learn more about the company today, but the company was born out of the need to return balance to the body and earth. All of their products are USDA organic, and all of their mushrooms and minerals are lab tested for pesticides like glyphosate and heavy metals. Go to CultivateElevate.com today. Use discount code CURT15, C-U-R-T-1-5 to get your discount. Cultivate Elevate. Thank you so much. You know, we went from conventional foods, then we went to organic, um, you know, and, and that's an, obviously a drastic improvement because, you know, there's a hundred times more minerals in organic foods, but we're also missing a lot of stuff from, I, I believe, uh, the, the uh, Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. So, yeah, so we created our company to bring the highest purity to the doorstep. You know, I mean, when we first were taking supplements a long time ago and I was heavily in the fitness industry. Um, I didn't know what I was taking. I didn't know about artificial flavors. I didn't know about artificial um, I didn't know about maltodextrin, soy lecithin, you know, all these inactive ingredients that actually play a big role on our gut and our digestion and our brain. So what happens is, is, you know, like, for example, flavors trick the mind into becoming addicted to something that they maybe not, they might not be addicted to, um, you know, and then you have, for example, maltodextrin, which is a form of genetically modified corn that's used as a filler to make like, for example, a capsule have more powder in it. So we wanted to avoid all that and bring the purest form of everything of what we produce into the market. Um, we talk to our farmers daily. You know, I know exactly where everything's coming from. I know where it's sourced. I know how it's sourced. I've seen you know, the videos, the whole shabiel. And it was about bringing high quality superfoods to people so that you can heal faster. Because I feel like what's happened now is, you know, we went from conventional foods, then we went to organic, um, you know, and, and that's an, obviously a drastic improvement because, you know, there's a hundred times more minerals in organic foods, but we're also missing a lot of stuff from, I, I believe, uh, the, the uh, Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. You know, those are two big things that have been going on for thousands of years. Um, even contagion. Contagion doesn't exist in Chinese medicine. It doesn't exist in Ayurvedic medicine. So that was something brought on by the Westerners when the Western medicine was created. Um, but in a nutshell, we wanted to bring those sources in which are superfoods to people's doorstep so that they can try something new, such as a mushroom, such as ginkgo biloba, such as shilajot, you know, all these different very, very powerful superfoods that have been used for thousands of years. 
and will give the nutrients in which we're missing. You know, because the problem is, is with all these pesticides and like you were saying, all the glyphosate and everything that goes up in the air, it also comes back down. It gets rained down onto the ground. You know, it decimates the soil. It also uh, ruins the, the, the magnetism of the soil so that the crops can grow as well. You know, the heavy metals um, also block the roots. That's why we have a lot of root damage going on with, you know, all this pesticides and glyphosate and everything else. So we wanted to bring something pure and done in the correct way, in the old ancient ways, basically to you know the doorstep so people can try. And it, that that was how we founded our company. We were very sick. We used to have tons of health problems. I used to you know be bloated. I used to be swollen. I used to have allergies. I used to get sinus infections every two months. I used to have all kinds of sickness. And after I changed my diet and we cleaned up our diets and we started changing everything, instantaneously it all went away. And now we haven't been sick for you know four or five years. So it just it, it goes to show we can take that power back of our health if we take the initiative, but we have to be aware and look at everything in which we're purchasing, whether it's, you know, uh, laundry detergent, whether it's soap, whether it's, um, you know, a food, whether it's oil. You know, sometimes you pick up oil, it says olive oil, you turn around, it says only 10% olive oil. You know, so all this marketing and these marketing techniques to get you to buy um, and, and, and take your money. You know, and so we wanted to create something pure so that when somebody does go to take it, they're taking the pure source. There's no fillers. There's no maltodextrin. There's nothing to uh, no additional things so that you can get the direct source of what you're trying to take to heal, depending on your ailments. You know, because everybody is different. Everybody's body's different. Everybody's genetics are different. Um, you know, and everybody's diet is different. You know, what works for one person might not work for another. And so we wanted to give different options of different things people can try to really heal themselves and move forward, right? Because if we have a sick society, we cannot function as a society because it's just not going to happen of us moving forward. And if you look at like even with JFK, when he was pushing all uh, the physical fitness back in the 1960s, you know, and it was really, really big because he said we need a healthy nation. And it's true because if we do not have a healthy nation and we're having mineral deficiencies, we're gonna start having deficiencies in everything else that we cannot see or put together. It's so interesting when you look back over the last 30 or 40 years, right? People like to highlight when they talk about prosperity, they'll point to technology. Oh, technology is better than ever. And look at our quality of life. And then people will complain about high drug costs. Oh, drug costs are so, and I'm on these drugs, I'm on eight drugs, I'm on nine drugs, I'm on 10 drugs. And you look at all this technology, you look at all the drugs that are supposed to make us healthier. And you look at the last 30 or 40 years, we are on the unhealthiest we have ever been. I mean, it's, it's like clear cut the amount of diseases. You look at allergies that are around today that never existed and people like to blame, oh, it's just weak kids and weak parents. You know, and, and they'll tell you, you can eat this and you can't eat that. Um, why is the wheat of today, why are there so many gluten intolerances? I've read some articles that perhaps it's not a gluten intolerance, it's actually a glyphosate intolerance. People notice that they can eat pasta here, but they can't, or they can't eat pasta here, but they can eat it in other countries. And it's just so interesting. We have become so unhealthy that even if our life expectancy has increased a little bit, we're living longer with more disease, yep. right? And and on, on almost every level. And so 
it's, it's really important. I've been on a journey for about 12 years to, I used to be 60 pounds heavier, anxiety attacks, cocktail prescription drugs, and changing and becoming my own expert, my own expert, because a doctor literally almost killed me by putting me on the wrong shit, on the wrong yep. drugs, right? Yep, Realizing happened. that doctors have little to no nutritional training, and if they do, they had it 30 years ago. Um, doctors will not get into the supplementation and what's in supplements. They'll prescribe, but they won't get into what's actually in the crap. And you talked about some of that in the filler. Um, but also realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm uh, mostly these days carnivore. And a steak, no steaks, what I've learned is, especially when you are that honed in, you realize that the difference between a grass-fed antibiotic steak and how you feel for the next day and the coming days is much different than, and sometimes we're traveling. I'll go and I'll try to get a fatty ribeye and I feel like crap, well, it's the same steak. It's the yeah. same substance, but it's what goes into it, what's soaked into it. Yeah. So, um, Matt, thank, thank you for what you do. I, I, I'd love to get into, you, you've shared everything. It's funny, I, you share 11 ways, 13 ways, 12 ways, but in addition to going through, and I, and I have a number of them here. I take these every day. In fact, I got to order more. Uh, mm -hmm. Six mix was a mushroom blend. The ginkgo, how do you pronounce it? Biloba? Ginkgo biloba. So those two, just a little rundown on those two. The six mix I originally created because I wanted to find a combat to radiation and EMF, right? So we're constantly bombarded with cell phones, radiation, these technologies, electricity, the whole shabeel. Six Mix was formulated for that reason uh, because I put that blend together so that it would heal and restore the body on the cellular level. A lot of people who lost their sense of taste and smell have been taking Six Mix and they gained it back. Reason being, radiation poisoning affects the sense of smell and sense of taste. So that will pop people right back to as well. Um, but the ginkgo is really nice because they've done studies where the ginkgo will actually pull aluminum from the brain. And since we're constantly bombarded all the time with aluminum that's in our public water supply and a whole bunch of other different ailments, that ginkgo will help pull that out and help increase the circulation to the brain. So those are two real great, if someone's trying to increase, you know, their mental capacity and turn the mind on, those are two great products for that. It's, uh, we've, you've mentioned about, and we'll, we'll get into the 12 ways to cultivate health, but, um, well, let's get into this now. Let's, let's get into this now, which is EMFs and radiation. And, you know, people think it's, it's tinfoil hat time, right? But, from a perspective of, here's the deal, as I said before, when you get so honed in and you start paying attention to how it affects you, um, you'll realize how having the Wi-Fi router in your room at night affects your sleep. We just got, we, we moved into a new house and we got internet and I got the extender to, to bring internet into the back and I plugged it in. My wife kept hearing in her head that she didn't even know I had plugged it in. I didn't even tell her like a buzzing or like a re all night. She didn't know what it was. I unplugged it last night, completely fine. Yep. Um, but also, I mean, just even going back 30 years ago, right? And, and, and the more that, that, that's bombarding us, um, that's one reason I got, I got the six mix too, right? Helping with that. Can you talk a little bit about the EMFs, the radiation, how it affects us and how some of your products actually and, and mushrooms can, can help ward that off? Of course. So there's a great book. It's called The Invisible Rainbow. Um, that book goes into all the detail about electricity and radiation for the last 150 years. 
and how once electricity was in introduced into our society, disease such as diabetes, heart attacks, cancer, and everything pretty much went through the roof because we were constantly being bomb bombarded with a 60 hertz radiation, which affects us at the cellular level. So what happens is, is basically it's just cooking us. It's like a microwave, very, very simple. It's just cooking us. So what happens is, is our cells get cooked, they get floppy, and then our red blood cells can't get as much oxygen. That's why this whole pandemic, you see a lot of people like can't breathe. The reason being a lot of new cell phone towers, a lot of radiation has been rolled out in these last two years. That's what's causing people to have lung issues, you know, lost the um, sense of smell, lost the sense of taste. But radiation is very harmful because, you know, if it's exposed for maybe a second, it's not a big deal. But the problem with like you just described, like a Wi-Fi uh, router, it's pinging every one millisecond, 24-7, 365. So it's just bump, just like that. The entire time it's turned on and it's pinging at usually 2.4 gigahertz, which is the exact same frequency as a microwave. So it's, it's sending out a microwave signal the entire time, which will affect the brain. Some people will affect their heart. Some people will make them real dizzy. Uh, some people will get nauseous. Some people they'll get stomach pains. Some people might develop even like prostate cancer. Prostate cancer has gone through the roof because of the introduction of electricity into our environment. So a lot of these things, it's kind of like, you know, we're looking over here, but a lot of the things are primarily electricity and radiation. And so what we want to do is we wanted to create products which would heal the cellular level that's getting damaged. So for example, your cells, you can't see them, but they are getting bombarded. And what I did was in the six mix blend is I put together mushrooms, which would help restore the cellular level of, the, of, of our cells so that the body would heal. So for example, Mishima mushroom, there, that's a specific mushroom that was grown on a mulberry plant over in Japan. When they dropped the bombs and did all the horrendous things that they did over there, um, these, these people were eating this Mishima mushroom. And when they went to go look at this little island that they were living on, those people suffered no radiation damage and were completely untouched. Now the scientists couldn't understand it. So what I did was I put that mushroom into our six mix blend so that when a person is impacted by radiation with the combination of those six mushrooms, it'll start to restore the body at the cellular level so they don't have those symptoms. That's why a lot of people gain their sense of smell and taste back that they've been losing during these last two years of this whole pandemic because radiation poisoning heavily affects those areas. So when we really look at it, when we start to introduce certain superfoods, it's like we start healing very fast and we start healing and feeding the organs and the brain, right? Because each organ needs food and we don't really look at food that way. We go, oh, I just need some you know, celery or I ate a carrot or I ate a piece of chicken or whatever it may be. But the thing is, is certain foods are going to heal certain parts of the body. So for example, shilajah, what it does is it detoxes the body. It has a lot of carbon in it. Um, that one, the one you were holding, yep, shilajah. So that detoxes the body. It pulls heavy metals out of the body, which work like an antenna, just like you were talking about with glyphosate. That helps pull that out. And then it also helps improve digestion. If our digestion is not working, our brain cannot function. And that's why glyphosate is so dangerous because glyphosate affects the shikimate pathway and also our digestion at the same time. And those two things, when both of those are altered, your moods are altered, the dopamine is altered. And if you cannot digest, you cannot think. So Shilajah will kind of help pull all that through and get everything out and get it going. All we're trying to do is we're trying to speed up our body's ability to heal when we're constantly bombarded with everything in which we're around, including radiation, cell phone towers, you know, these new uh, 5G, 5G phones that are they're trying to sell to everybody, which operate on millimeter waves, which were used in weapons of war. You know, so a lot of these things that we're introducing 
devices or things into our home, which they've also used in war to harm people. I mean, that's how they did like the Rwanda experiment in Africa, you know, and a lot of different things. They brought radiation into their environment and then messed them up with it really bad. And that's why we're experiencing, you know, unparalleled disease at this time too, because the radiation will also destroy the blood brain barrier that's up in the brain and allow toxins that maybe never actually got in there because we had that protective barrier. It'll actually break that down and cause those chemicals to get up into the brain. It's uh, there, there's a there's a meme going around uh, that someone sent my wife, and it was kind of like, well, you don't want to take this drug, but you know, because of because of you're saying what's in it, you don't know what's in it. But I've been taking. I, I don't know what's in my shampoo. I don't know what's in this. I don't know what's in this. And my wife actually said back and goes, "No, I know everything that's in it." One thing with shampoo that I figured out is, and I can't remember the exact uh, um, uh, chemical, but it turns out I was extremely allergic to it. So yes. it's the cheap shampoos that you use in a hotel. I was actually getting infections when I was using. I get severe allergic reactions. Like, what the hell is this from? And it was from this. Was that? You say it'll burn your skin right off because of the chemicals that are in there. The alcohol, the alcohols are so strong, they'll cause eczema and literally burn your skin off. And then you now need to buy another product, like a lotion that also contains the same chemical, then also is going to do the same thing. And then you can't get rid of the problem. And then they'll prescribe you a pill, which will negate the side of or negate the symptoms. And then you think you're fixed, but you're still using those same chemicals, which will lead to disease, you know, later on in life. I'm just trying to understand why Kurt needs shampoo. Yeah, <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. I, I have a very hairy chest. <laughs> funny. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny, but people will shop harder for a purse or a TV than they will. They will know everything that is in that TV, but they won't know what's in what they're eating. Yes. And yep. then we wonder why we have all this disease uh, going on that's increasing. I mean, it's 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 you can't argue with it. The statistics show it. Um, I will say the invisible rainbow. You turned me on to that, and it's fascinating. And looking at the things that people were doing a hundred years ago with electricity and electrical yes. experiments, and yes. Tesla. I mean, yes. Tesla, who we equate with electricity, right? Warned of this. Yeah. Um, However, you know, one thing that I believe, and, and my acupuncturist uh, said this to me, he said, listen, you know, you can join in protests of cell towers and you can do all this and you can try to do this and get rid of your cell phone. He said, but it's here. There's nothing we can do uh, to stop it. However, what you can do is try to upgrade your body, right? Through the supplements that Matt's talking today, some of the other kind of natural just activities we'll talk about today as well. It's probably the best bet in terms of we're not going to stop technology. We're not going to stop uh, Starlink. You know, Elon Musk and Starlink. We're not going to be able to prevent all our neighbors from having Wi-Fi routers. We're not going to stop that. The electricity is going to be there, but you got to take action to make your body stronger to deal with it, um, which is a definite reason that I take the six mix. And you, you talked me into the Shilajit. I got to I got to say it. it the Shil or uh, what did you call it? It's Shilajit. Shilajit, Shilajit, you know, it also, they go by, sometimes by Mumio as well, um, but a couple different names. It's 10, it, it, it's, it's hard, it's, I hold my nose and I take it. It's not the best tasting thing, but yes. I'll tell you what, my joints, when I go, when I go hiking up here, especially at altitude, it helps a lot. Um, 
Well, and that's what they used to use Shilajit for, you know, high altitude, uh, low, low blood cell count, oxygen deprivation, um, you know, and it's magical. But our new Shilajit, so you have the older bottle, our new one yeah. now is cold pressed extract, which is actually stronger than that one because it's now an extract. Mm -hmm. And the taste is a lot more crisper because we changed the processing from a heated uh, original processing to a cold pressed processing. So it doesn't go through the same process. So the smell will be different. It'll be much more rich and crisp. Um, and we did that because I wanted to keep, you know, each upgrading our products, making them better and better because it's a learning and, you know, seeing how, you know, what works now might, we need to upgrade in maybe six months and make them better and better and better. So when people are trying them, they're really, you know, wow. you know. Yeah. And the mushroom powder, I'm not a, I like certain types of mushrooms like to eat. Yeah, uh, but I'm not like a mushroom guy, especially in the morning. But the, this mushroom powder has a little sweetness to it, and I put it. I just drink my coffee black, and I put it in there. And it actually adds to the taste. Um, yep. Makes it a little creamier, if that if that makes sense, and and um, and it tastes really good. Radiation. So you started talking about radiation EMFs, and so one other way to cultivate health, which I, I I've talked about in this group and you know, all the time, is sun. Looking yep. at the sun taking off the shirt, putting out, getting out there for 30 minutes a day. Um, now, one question I have for you is once I changed my diet, I used to get sunburned like crazy. Hmm. I can spend an hour in the sun and not get burned at all. But how is 30 minutes in the sun, sun gazing, different from the radiation you just talked about, the, the harmful radiation, EMFs, et cetera? So, so with the sun gazing situation, when you are sun gazing, you want to be barefoot on the ground, no shoes, uh, so that you're connected into the earth, so that you can ground yourself and take the frequencies off your body, first uh, and foremost. But secondly, when you are doing sun gazing, you want to do it when the sun is rising or the sun is setting. And there's a certain window where it's almost like an orange hue. They call it the golden hour as well in, in photography. But that's the time in which you want to be doing sun gazing. And what you'll do is that will help clean out everything that's in the mind and the pineal gland. Um, and any maybe buildup that's in the brain. But what you'll start to notice is you'll sleep better, you know, your melatonin will increase, um, your energy will be better. And the difference between that is if you were staring at it at 12 o'clock, you know, the, the color spectrum has changed dr drastically. So you will be blinded and you might see those little green dots, you know, the whole entire time. So that's why it's, it's important to do it while the sun is rising or the sun is setting. Um, but with that, it's just a different form. It's like a it's like recharging your batteries. That's the best way to say it is your eyes, you know, they're, they're the, the keepers to the mind and everything that goes through them goes into the mind. So it's kind of like recharging your batteries and that's the true benefits of sun gazing. But the difference between the radiation is the sun is very healing. It's kind of like incandescent bulbs. Those run at a red spectrum, which is very healing for the body. First, when the sun goes too high up, it, it gets more blue and the spectrum of the color starts to change. And that's why it can be blinding. And that's why LED lights prime example, are very, very dangerous and very toxic to the body because the blue light spectrum is off the chart and it actually is the leading cause of cataracts and blindness. The uh, I've stopped. Sometimes I'll do it if it's at the end of the day and I've already gotten sunlight, uh, but I used to hike constantly only with my sunglasses on. I've stopped doing that because I've also read that the when you block it from coming in basically it will trick your body into thinking it's darker at night so you won't absorb the sun as much um, and I have the blue light blocker so I want to take those off when I go to the sun yes, to yes. allow it in the same thing that when I'm reading on or doing this computer I've you know built in here 
uh, last year, it was in 2020, I, I posted online that I like to do breathing exercises uh, in the sun. And, and I posted, you know, because I don't like getting sick. And someone was like, you're anti-science, they called me. Oh my God. It's like getting sunlight and doing breath work is somehow anti-science. I mean, because I didn't say anything else, like don't do this, don't do this. And so um, the sun has been a game changer. We had uh, that little virus that's been going around in December. I had it for five days, kicked it, and have some relatives who've had it, they still have it, like a month and a half later. Uh, I didn't care how cold it was, I took my shirt off and I went in the sun. Yeah. And I did breathing exercises no matter what because that vitamin D supplements won't do what that 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 direct sunlight will do. Um, well, the so. thing is too is with that, like you just said, the problem is with a lot of these synthetic supplements, instead of it being a food source, like for example, Tremella. Tremella is 48,000 IUs per bag, right? So there's a lot of vitamin D in there. It's one of the highest vitamin D things we can consume. Um, and that's why we offer it. We wanna give people vitamin D and heal them. But the thing is, is the problem with a lot of these synthetic supplements is we can't absorb them. You know, so people could be taking five different vitamins and trying to make up for the sunlight, right? Because sunlight is just healing. It just recharges the body. It gives you energy. It changes your, your, your skin, everything. It gets the digestion going, gets your brain going. We can't replace certain things with something synthetic. And that's the hardest part about a lot of the vitamins is when they're from a synthetic source created in the lab or whatever it may be, you can't absorb them and you usually pee them through. And that's why you can be taking so many, but you really see no difference because you're not getting it from a food base, um, you know, a source or like directly from the sun. You could sit outside in the sun for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour every single day and meditate and do breath work and put your feet in the earth and you will feel great. You will feel super recharged because not only are you taking the EMF off your body, but you're, you're engaging with this big, beautiful ball of energy. Like as soon as it comes out, the energy starts increasing because it's heating us up. It's making all the electrons start spinning and make movement. And then when the sun goes away, when they do their, you know, barrage that they like to put up in the sky, then all of a sudden it's all calm and you just want to sleep, you know, and that, that affects your body and your cells because if you're sleeping a lot too, your digestion slowed down and then your energy and your brain doesn't work, you know, and that's why it's so important. Go out in the sun, you know, ground, barefoot, and really be connected to nature because we are attached to this stuff way too much to a point of where it's driving you know madness in my opinion um and we need to really really connect with nature because once you connect with nature you forget that everything else is also going on because now you're connected into the trees and the birds and the insects and everything else that you see and that brings out that healing because now your body is is balancing itself and calming down you know you're calming your central nervous system and taking the electricity off your body it's it's and, and we're taught from a young age we i went down to florida in uh, september for work and i went to the beach and there's this big sign beware of the sun the sun is dangerous it literally said that yeah. and it said yeah. make sure to put your sunscreen on and the sunscreen has well we can list what's in the sunscreen right and we used to slather it all the time and they would get burned it's funny now that we've gotten used to the sun we've changed our diet we don't use sunscreen and everyone's yeah. fine Everyone's okay. Like no one's getting burnt. My nose used to just get so burnt. I don't get burnt anymore. No. Um, and so we, we, the sun is your friend, despite what you've been told. There's been a lot of, there's a lot of things we're told, right? Uh, that, that are untrue. The, the sun is one of them. Um, one thing I really like to ask is um, structured water. I know that's on your list and getting into water. 
in terms of a couple of years ago, we started paying attention to our water. We always have. Like I've, I've never been into tap water. Uh, grew up in an area where you'd pour the water and it took 10 minutes for it to clear. And I was just disgusted by it. And so we've always used used different types of water. And a couple of years ago, we got a Kangen machine, okay. which it, it is ionized water. Uh, but I've been hearing more and more, no, 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 you got to drink structured water. Can you talk about what that is and the, the benefits that has to your health? So as for the, the Kangen water specifically, Kangen water puts hydrogen back into the water. And that's what re, you know ionizes it and brings it back to its kind of like original form, somewhat. Um, but and since we're bombarded with EMF a lot, hydrogen is depleted from our body. It's also depleted from our soil, so that's why it can work very well. Um, but structured water is basically taking water and restructuring it back to its original um, position in which it used to be in, right? So, for example, primary water. If you find a spring that is producing primary water, that's something to really look into. You wanna connect yourself into the deep, you wanna drill a well about 800 feet so that you can connect into the part of the earth in which the water is always regenerating. That's why we have no shortage. You know, They always talk of the droughts and we're gonna run out. There's no shortage. We live on a planet filled with water, number one, and it's about 92% and it produces almost trillions of gallons every single day. But you know, they'll tell us we're running out and it's a bunch of nonsense. But Anyways, if you dig deep uh, deep enough, about 800 feet, you go into primary water, which is basically structured water. It's the earth doing its thing. It shoots it up. It keeps coming out and the minerals kind of rebalance it. And the structure of the actual water that comes up, it basically spins with the correct uh, molecular structure. And if you look under it at a microscope, you'll see that it's like almost kind of like a perfect little, uh, kind of like a snowflake, you know? So what happens is, is you can structure your own water with crystals. Um, and harmonics and frequencies and all of that. So what you do, you take a cup of water, um, just you know, simple like this or whatever, and you can put two quartz crystals in there and you could chant into your water, such as love, such as beautiful words. And what will happen is that will change the molecular structure of the water so that that water will heal you. Now, if you say a lot of bad things to that water, that water will poison you because water is interesting because it's always changing on a different scale, right? So no, whatever it's around. So if you notice, if you pay attention to the cell phone towers, they're all placed next to water. Why would you put that next to water? Well, you're bombarding the water that's coming out of our taps and, and public water supply with frequencies so that it would actually cause illness, right? It will be more because water takes on whatever it's around. Water also holds memories because it's going, you know, all the way back into time. So with structured water, what you're doing is you're just restructuring the water with vibration and frequencies and acoustics, acoustics so that you can bring the water back to its healing potential that we've kind of lost. You know, so it's really, really simple. And there's a great documentary, I think it's called Becoming Supernatural or Becoming Superhuman, one of the two. And they basically showed this lady and she basically took a cup of water. She put her hands around it. They put a pH tester in it. The water was like first originally 5.5 or whatever. She sat and held her hands just around the water, very simply thought to increase the pH, um, you know, to let's say 7.0. The guy had the tester in it and the water increased up to 7.0. So it's just her intention and her thought that changed the water. So we don't always need a fancy filter, for example. We wanna get high quality water into our body, but we don't always need as much as we've been kind of told. We just have to find the right source. And usually the best is from nature, obviously. But if we can't, you know, I always tell people, look at a reverse osmosis filter with a fluoride filter, because those are important, or even a distiller. So you can get pretty much like rainwater coming because that's what rainwater is, it's distilled water. Um, so those different things, but then you can structure it. You could take it, put it in a glass jar,
put some quartz crystals in there because quartz will resonate in anything that you put it in. And then you can chant or meditate with that water and it will restructure itself back to its original, uh, yeah, the original part that it used to be in. So it's, it's very fascinating because we don't look at water like that. You know, we're just like, oh, it's just flowing. But there's also a reason of why they put a lot of dams and stopped a lot of the rivers because there's a lot of energy. You know, water has contains tons of energy and we've kind of been disconnected from that, um, you know, those two things. Yeah, it, it's, you know, here here in northern Arizona, we have Oak Creek and we have these spring, this spring, natural spring water. And it's like anyone who says, oh, that's crap, you know, about the water. If you ever have a bad back, why do people go to float in springs versus yes. a pool, yep. right? I had a I had a back issue in September, went to the pool, nothing. I soaked in Oak Creek, freezing cold water incredible incredible and and to your point about the water holding memories um there's a there's a great book i think it's called the hidden messages of water um so. where he does uh there's a documentary on gaia i think too where they do different tests about speaking to water and looking at the crystals that form and what you say to it but also microwaved water versus boiled oh, yeah. water yeah. and it's 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 very different um, and uh, it's a very eye-opening book. So um, yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's, we look, we don't look at that in a sense, unless you do the, the study or the test and with microwave water, that's kind of what happened was there was a person not microwaving the water, another person microwaving it. Within five days of giving the microwave water to the plant, the plant was dead. The other plant just taking in the regular water was completely alive. So you can see, you can't see it and that's the, that's the hardest part sometimes about changing your health is we can't see these things. So then maybe we get advice from somebody, but then they don't know. And then they're giving you advice and then they don't know your body, you know? So that's why it's so, I tell people like you have to really learn to tune into you and tune to your body to see what resonates and what works to help you heal because not everything is going to work for everybody. But if you start paying attention and doing a lot of meditation as well, you'll start picking up on things that maybe you didn't pick up originally so that you can heal yourself faster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've talked about EMFs and radiation. We've talked about the sun and, and sun gazing, uh, water, structured water, different types of water. We've talked about trilogy and or uh, whatever, whichever way it's pronounced, uh, the ginkgo, biloba, and the, the six mix and mushrooms. We've talked about grounding and the importance of grounding. And organic foods what are some other that's six although some of them are combined what are some other ways that we can cultivate our health in 2022 a couple other ones especially a big one is salt right salt i think is a really really big one i don't i think we really need to pay attention to our salt um if you ever see the morden salt table salt or any of that you know steer clear of any type of salt like that reason being is that salt is bleached uh you know they use different chlorides they use bromides they put fluoride in it which is just crazy they also put talc which is a form of asbestos. There's a 2% limit in which they can put into those into regular table salt. So we wanna opt for sea salt, or there's another great brand called Himalayan Crystal Salt. Uh, these are the, the highest quality salts we can bring into our body. Salt was used to purify the body. I mean, people used to fight wars over salt, you know, just so that they could live basically. And they used to pay people in salt as well as a salary. Um, so salt really goes back into our lineage, but we want to make sure that we bring the right kinds in so that we can heal the body because like the shilajat, it provides minerals, so does salt. And putting the right salt onto our foods or using the right salt, um, you know, right in the morning when we first wake up, 
is a great way to get the digestion going and also heal the body um, at the cellular level. And, you know, a lot of these, unfortunately, the table salt is just stripped of everything. And that's why the doctor will say, oh, please avoid, you know, doing too much salt. Well, this only reason being is because that salt has a lot of chemicals in it. So it's going to give you high blood pressure. It's going to make you dizzy. It's going to mess with you. Versus if you, dr if you drink the pure salt, you're going to start to notice your water retention go down. You're going to notice your you know, blood pressure balance out. You're going to notice uh, your joint pain start to disappear because the right quality salt really makes a difference of what's going into your body because salt vibrates at a frequency. So it's like energy. So if you increase your salt intake, you actually hydrate your cells and then also increase your energy and frequency so that you'll feel better overall versus the opposite, which they tell us low salt, low salt. And the most common reason that people die, especially like in a bodybuilding competition, is they depleted themselves of all their salt. They're standing on the stage filled with electricity and all types of things, and then they drop dead. And it's just instantaneous because the salt depletion is so low that the heart, which works like an energy vortex, right, just like Sedona, basically can't beat and that energy can't function. So they got to shock you back to life and give you energy to bring you back. So salt is very crucial for that. Um, I would recommend everybody just look into, you know, sea salts. Any type of sea salt is a great way to start, you know, switching your table salts to sea salt. And then like I recommended as well, the um, Himalayan crystal salt, which is a great brand. They have a whole book, you know, that talks about salt as well. And um, the way they do things, I think is the right way. And they show the crystals, like we were just talking about with water, they show the crystals of what it looks like with the salt too. You know, because when you look under a microscope, you can see the crystals that almost look like a perfect pyramid, which is funny because we got those all over our planet. But the same exact crystal structure is the same thing that's in salt. But, you know, when you're looking at it like a speck, you can't see it. But when you zoom in, you can see it. And yet we're taught or we're, we're told by MDs, right? Lower your salt intake. Yes. And lower your red red meat intake, which is something separate. But is that it? Are they right because of the bad salt we're having, or are they? Is there something else going on there? I would say they're right because of that. It's kind of like what they've been taught, right? Like when the Rockefellers took over the uh, medical system back in the 1910s, and the Flexner Report and the Carnegie and that whole situation. You know, they kind of started saying what people should do. You know, and when that takeover happened, it was kind of like, okay, we'll advise you this. And technically it's correct, right? Like, cause it's kind of telling you to avoid the poison, but we're not getting to the underlying factor of why we're avoiding the poison. And then we're also not finding a solution to say, well, am I never supposed to eat salt? Because I went through a phase, or I should say we went through a phase where we just like started eliminating everything. I was like, no oil, no salt, no this, no that. Sooner or later, I'm like, I'm gonna eat air, you know, because there's really nothing, anything left or whatever and become a breathitarian. But at the same time, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, like something is, really off and as i started to really dive into you know deeper research and even like weston a price and a bunch of different people and their different foundations i was like hmm something's just not adding up you know and then even blood types right we don't look and you go to the doctor and you say what's your blood type the doctor probably doesn't even know and that's another thing too because certain blood types can digest certain foods much better and that's a whole nother thing so it's kind of like if if you're giving me advice, what advice are you giving me? And from what time frame is it coming from? Are you giving me advice from 1910? You know, because I, I, a lot of things have changed since 1910. I mean, even when they started this whole six feet, you know, stay away from each other thing, that's from 1887. Eight, the guy just made it up. He literally just made up a number and said six feet, cool. 20 feet, 30 feet's not that good. But 
six feet's cool, 1887. So it's kind of like when we look at it, you know, when was the advice created? And is it correct in the spectrum they're telling us? Probably. But haven't we changed since then? You know, we're not we're not living in that time anymore. And there's a lot that came out, but a lot of that has been hidden, in my opinion, on purpose, because, you know, like I said, a healthy society is a tough society to conquer, you know, and that's that's kind of how I see it. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot that is told to us. But like when I used to be sick, they would just stick things in me and like like cut my arm open and, and stick more things. And then they were like, well, you're you're clearly allergic. And I'm like, yeah, because you just stuck me with something. So of course I'm going to be allergic to it because you cut me open. But, you know, supposedly then I was allergic to dust mold and all these things that they told me, but none of it ever made sense because we live in the desert, me and you right now, and I'm perfectly fine. And it's the dustiest place to live. So something is the advice you're trying to give me is very generic. And that's how I kind of see it. it's very general, very, you know, broad statement, I guess. Yeah, we, we were just talking about when I was probably about nine years old, <clears throat> I got really sick, throwing up, et cetera. And I remember them saying, oh, he's got allergies. So they went in and they took these, what do they do, these needles or something and put them in my back. Yes. And they said, you're, now the good thing was they said I was allergic to soy. So I cut out soy when I was like nine years old. That was, that was the good part of it. But every week I had to go into the doctor's office and they gave me a shot in the arm. And I'm like, my goodness, what? What issues do I have today that were caused by that back then? But even little things I talked about before you came on, I was, you know, I think I, I have a, a histamine intolerance yes, that pops up when I have allergies. Yeah. And most doctors won't ever talk about that. But it's something that was that caused? Was that not there? Was that caused by some of the things that I had put in me when I was nine, 10 years old? Yeah. Um, and we don't, so, we yeah. don't. That, that factor that is, you know, of what happened when I was born, you know, maybe, you know, how I was delivered, where I was delivered, what I was, if I was, you know, breastfed, if I ate formula, you know, there's all these underlying factors, you know, where talcum powder poured all over me when I'm as a baby. There's all these underlying factors that all of a sudden then maybe hit you, like you were just saying, 10, 20, 30 years later. And you're like, man, I can't figure out what it is, but it's like maybe there was a lot going on. And then in the same time, they're pricking you and sticking things like you're just saying into you and telling you you're having issues to it. It's like, yeah, obviously, but it's it's there's so much of the terrain and the environment and everything that's around us that we're just underlooking. And then we look at, you know, a microbe and it's like, oh, this microbe's going to do this. It's like, well, if it was a microbe, we'd be gone a long time ago. But it's just, you know, it's it's just a very broad statements that are, in my opinion, coming from 1913. Right. Because that's like when they had to get rid of a lot of the holistic practitioners and massage people, chiropractors, acupuncture, you know, all the people who did the natural ways. They kind of were pretty much underfunded and they didn't get any loans and they didn't get any grants and their schools went under. And then we kind of were left with people who just said, well, you're sick. Here's a pill, you know, and well, what do you well, why? And then you ask why. And they're like, you're asking too many questions. You don't get out of my office or whatever, you know, something like that. And that's. Then we're never fixing, like you were saying, the, the issue in which we're facing, which is six and 10 have a health, health issue or six and 10 have two health ailments or whatever it may be. We're not, we're not fixing those things because we're never looking at the underlying cause, which is most likely, you know, maybe stuff from childhood or foods or living in a house that maybe has lead paint, right? Like, or has DDT and asbestos in the ceiling, you know, things that just should be illegal, but 
after 30 years, they became illegal. But, you know, that exposure really can impact people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some other ways? We, we talked about uh, avoiding radiation EMFs uh, or lessening it, taking mushrooms, taking some of your products, uh, the power of the sun, water, shilajit, uh, grounding organic food, salt. What are some other ways? I would say the next one would be what you cook with. I think that's a real big one, right? When we're cooking on the stove or cooking in a wood-burning fire or cooking, however you're cooking, um, what you cook with, you know, we want to obviously go with the old school way of gas or fire. If we can, if we can't, you know, obviously electric is the way that we have to, if you don't have that option, you know, avoiding cooking with a microwave because we've talked about that as well too. Um, but what oils or what we cook with when we're making something on the stove I think it's important. We want to avoid anything that's a canola, soy, corn, or vegetable oil. You know, a lot of the times if you go into a restaurant, you can ask, what are you guys cooking with? I think that's a really important question because you can go in a place and it says like green as can be and, you know, sustainable and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, we cook with canola. Well, that's not really sustainable. And that actually leads to Alzheimer's and destroys the gut flora. So you have to be aware of these little things because it's something we might not pay attention to. And if we're on the go, like you were saying about traveling, you know, you go to ask and you'll get the result. But canola, corn, soy, and vegetable oil, those are the four I would say to steer clear from. And if we are doing any cooking, we want to do some either grass-fed tallow or um, grass-fed lard or grass-fed, you know, the, 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 any type of fat, basically, um, to put in there or coconut oil. Those would be the two best for us because those are very natural to our body. Um, they synthesize very well to the body versus a lot of different vegetable oils or even sometimes seed oils, it's kind of hard for our body to assimilate those things. And if you start cooking them, the whole house is you know, covered in smoke because it's just you're just cooking it off and it's going up into the air. Olive oil is notorious for that. You cook it in a pan and you can't breathe. You know, and it's pretty much telling you, why are you using this in this fashion? And that's kind of the side, the, the symptom, you know, and we have to be aware of those things. So I would say avoiding, you know, soy, corn, canola, or vegetable oils, because they're all genetically modified. They're all riddled in pesticides. They're all riddled in heavy metals. And when you're cooking your foods with those oils, you're cooking that right into your food, and then you're going to eat that. So, you know, that's going to destroy your gut flora. It's going to give you brain fog. It's going to, um, you know, might lead to some dizziness. Uh, you might lead to getting sinuses and maybe like stuff built up in your ears, stuff built up in your throat. You know, all those different things because your body is trying to purge that stuff to get rid of it. So I would say cooking is very crucial because we do it all the time. Anytime we're making a meal, we should know what we're putting into our body. And coconut oil and tallow, I think, are the two top. Ghee is another one. It just depends on the source, you know, and who you're getting it from and knowing the processing. But for the most part, those two, I feel, are the uh, highest quality that somebody can be using for fat. Do you find restaurants, it probably depends on the one, will switch out? What they cook with if you ask them to cook it in butter or you know versus well good butter <laughs> but, yeah i was gonna say and, and that's the other issue too is you know someone could say oh well we'll cook it in olive oil for you right which is fine and you're like okay sure that's a better alternative but you just cooked somebody else's meal in canola just before that so now the canola residue and those pesticide residue is already on there so now i'm consuming that even though you're cooking my meal and most likely, if we go into the pans, because I think that's another one, what you're cooking with, what type of pan, that's another big one. They might be using Teflon or nonstick pans, and those emit dangerous fumes and also uh, burn chemicals into your food as well, too. So they might not tell you if they didn't switch the pan, because you don't know, because you're not in the back of the kitchen. 
Um, but it's good to be aware of these things because if they're not using cast iron pans or stainless steel pans, you know, you might be cooking Teflon, which, you know, is aluminum and all different types of chemicals right into your food as well. So it could say, like I said, it could say, you know, green as can be, but then you're cooking aluminum. And even, even prime example is with McDonald's too. They might be deeping, taking the French fries, dipping them into, you know, 700 degrees. And those French fry holders are made out of aluminum, which the aluminum is being soaked into the oil going into the french fry and then going up into your brain leading to alzheimer's and dementia and you know brain fog so it's little things we don't pay attention to but what we cook with we want to stick with stainless steel um 1810 you know that's the highest quality that you can pretty much buy crate and barrel has a lot of that uh cast iron pans from lodge we we have a bunch of them and you can you could these things can last forever you could defend yourself in a in a fight if you needed to or whatever with them um, you know, or the old school copper, like stainless steel mixes, you know, those are some good ones. And there's a couple off, off brands as well you can find, but pretty much stainless steel and cast iron, I think, in my opinion, are the best because we've been using them for thousands of years. And, um, you know, you can always switch it up. You know, you can use wood. Wood is another one too, uh, that you can cook with, and then it kind of gets those nutrients off the wood as well into the food. So it's really just switching up and, and understanding when I'm cooking, I need to be mentally aware of what I'm cooking, what I'm cooking in, and what I'm cooking with. Because if I'm not mentally aware of those things, then who knows what I'm putting into my body. And if I'm eating three times a day, we'll say on the average two, three times a day, then I'm doing that three times a day. So it doesn't seem like you're adding up until it's seven days a week, 30 times a month, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Do you, do you when you go to restaurants, do you avoid going to restaurants or do you just say, hey, I'll do the best I can and it's one time every two weeks? So we it. used to do um, certain restaurants, right? We knew pretty much the people who owned them and what they did and what they offered. But now we pretty much just cook everything from home, right. cook everything from scratch. And reason being is because we would play guessing games and one day just wake up completely bloated. Next day, I'd wake up, I have, you know, breakouts going on and I'm going, okay, that's strange. Like, could you tell me it's this and whatever? Um, you know, I would wake up and my tonsils would be swollen like a balloon, you know, because your tonsils are the first defense to kind of seeing you put tonsils in. Um, so we kind of just pretty much kind of stop. And if we bring something, we bring our own meal with us. You know, we get a little glass Tupperware and bring our own meal. Um, reason being is because I didn't, just don't want to be experimented on, you know, and, and, and you can tell me a lot of things. But now if I'm over at your house, you know, and you're showing me that you're cooking up a steak, you know, a ribeye, like you were saying, and you're using this. Okay, cool. Because now I know I see you in front of me cooking it. But if you go back there and you mix and match and then put some soy lecithin or tapioca or something that's not really supposed to go into the body, well, now I got to deal with that. And now I'm paying to deal with that as well. Because sure. that's the other issue is I we used to think, ah, oh, it's not a big deal, right? But times it maybe once a week or every other week. Or, you know, you, I'm sorry, if you extrapolate it, you know, a bunch of times, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, well, that's why every single time I'm eating this, that's why I'm getting bloated, that's why I'm not feeling well, you know, that's why, I don't know, I'm trying to get leaner for the summer and I can't get there, because all of these things can start slowing you down much more than you realize, and even if they're one way is here, they might be non-organic over here, you know, like, for example, they're like, oh, this is organic greens, and that's cool, but you got non-organic um, you know, olive oil, which is sprayed with pesticides and whatever else. So now it's like, well, I'm getting that, but then you're giving me this. So I just go with playing the safe route. We'll just make our own stuff. And, um, you know, just go back to doing what we used to do, cook together, 
get together, you know, have barbecues, you know, do all these things as a family or as a community and enjoy that. Because I think if people start doing that in a group, they'll find more fun in that and they'll be more connected, you know, in my opinion, spiritually than just, you know, going to a place to be served and then not knowing what it's going to be and then kind of playing the guessing game. All right. So we got three left. What are three more ways people can cultivate? their health in 2022. The next one I would say is uh, if you want to really elevate your knowledge, right? Because I feel like that's really important. Uh, one would be switching from Google to DuckDuckGo.com and using different browsers, maybe Brave Browser, or Tor Browser. Um, these different types of browsers are different types of avenues to really engage in more information because unfortunately Google censors a lot of everything I've just talked about, um, pretty much every single thing. But a lot of this is hidden and you need to have access to be able to get to higher forms of education or books or videos. You know, sometimes you'll type in a video, for example, on YouTube, like, you know, how grass fed meat is good for me. Right. And YouTube won't show you anything of what you're supposed to see. But if you go on DuckDuckGo, you'll actually see that video and you'll see about 100 more. So it's just that little difference that if you're trying to elevate your mind, and really take in more information and learn about different books and different things, DuckDuckGo I think is really, really good for that. And I think it's really important to know what you're searching on because if you're trying to get information to better your life, you should be searching on a platform that doesn't, like we talked about freedom of speech, doesn't censor all of that because then it kind of gives you different ideas to see, hmm, you know, maybe this doctor, you know, or whoever, or MD or whatever they may be, gave me this opinion and that's kind of interesting. I never would have thought of that, you know, and it's kind of giving you a different perspective so that you're not just seeing eat this way, eat this way, eat this way. And then let me sell you some genetically modified foods that's supposed to be by a billionaire who's just trying to, you know, depopulate the world. So I feel like, you know, giving ourselves access to a higher level of knowledge, I think just works naturally because then people can search and find what they're trying to search for and not get a biased um, opinion. So I kind of feel like that's a big one. Yeah, I switched to DuckDuckGo a year or two ago, and it's just amazing. You actually see stuff that you just won't see anywhere else uh, yeah. on Google. <laughs> with, like I was telling you with YouTube, like you're trying to search and you can't even find now on YouTube, you can't even search what you're searching for. It's trying to show me videos that maybe I watched two years ago. I don't care to watch that. I'm trying to figure out, you know, if I'm looking something up, like even the Nikola Tesla, I want to learn about Nikola Tesla. I don't want to watch a video for, you know, how to cook, how to uh, make a smoothie. You know, I'm not trying to, that's not what I'm trying to search, but YouTube is trying to finagle those algorithms. So with the DuckDuckGo, at least you're still going to get what you're searching for rather than, you know, some other random topic that the thing wants me to click because the AI is trying to learn, you know, which videos I'm going to click on. What's next? We have two more. The countdown. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, I'm going through them all. So next two, I would say of the last two, I would say one, this one I think is a huge one. Um, I don't think we pay attention to it enough, and I can tell you because I can smell the fragrance around me when we, you know, go out to places, and I think fragrance is a big one. Um, fragrance is, I, in my opinion, the, the leading cause of sinuses and allergies and all types of swollen brain function that we're having um, is avoiding fragrance, and there's a great documentary called Stink, which goes heavily into this. This guy basically found out that his kid's clothing was sprayed with fragrance, which makes no sense. He bought it from the store. And he found out that there's fragrance sprayed all over it. And his kids were having all kinds of allergy attacks and asthma issues. And he couldn't understand it because he's like, I just bought my kids brand new clothes and they're having all these issues. And he goes to reach out to the company and they said, well, the fragrance we use is a trade secret. We also put uh, 
stuff. There's like a flame retardant on it as well so that it doesn't burn and a whole bunch of other chemicals. And he's basically said, well, I don't understand because why would you do that to a kid's? My kid's clothing is going to start on fire. They're not going to. And if it did, why? What is that chemical going to do? So he basically found out about fragrances and all the chemicals that are in fragrance. And there's a great quote in that movie, Stink that basically the same chemicals in your toilet bowl cleaner are the same chemicals in Chanel number no. five. And a lot of people don't realize that. So when you're going to spray yourself and douse yourself and feel pretty and or feel beautiful and handsome and whatever you want to say, you're actually dousing yourself with arsenic, lead, petroleum, um, you know, a whole bunch of different uh, endocrine disruptors that disrupt your hormones. You know, I, as a kid, used to use like Axe body spray because I didn't know that like 18, 19, I was like, oh, these commercials, whatever douse myself literally and go through a wheezing breathing attack for like an hour and a half but i was like oh it's just normal you know whatever then it started burning my skin and i was like okay there's something not normal here anymore um but when i started learning about fragrance and all the chemicals that are in it the fragrances are basically created to block your sense of smell and sense of taste so that it will completely just destroy that and that's a really big one because if you can't taste or smell you don't know what you're eating and then your brain is not being triggered in that way to say, maybe this food's not good for me because those two, two warning signs have been turned off and fragrance is really big on that. So I'd avoid anybody to avoid fragrance. Look at the bottles. If you buy laundry detergent, soaps, if you buy any type of thing, use essential oils and make sure that it's unscented, you know, and just see how you feel. Do two weeks of no candles, you know, no um, laundry detergent or fragranced, you know, soap and then see how you feel. I guarantee within those two weeks, you will be able to smell the chemicals you never used to smell because your body will adjust and it will sicken you. Because I can smell people, if they spray themselves, I can smell them across the street. You know, it, it travels that far. And we've lost that primal instinct of taste and smell because of these fragrances. And you can taste them on your tongue. You know, they're also altering your taste buds because you can physically taste them, like kind of like a snake. But, you know, it's, it's crazy and this stuff is legal and it's a trade secret, and they do not have to disclose any chemicals that are in scent. They can use anything they want. There's 13,000 different chemicals they can use, and they do not have to disclose a single one because it's a secret. So if it's a secret, I don't wanna put it on me. I don't wanna be a part of a secret, you know, secret experiment, because that's kind of how I see it. But so we started avoiding that, and that was a life changer, you know, because now I didn't have sinus issues, my tonsils didn't swell. All of these things, what I started to notice was, each thing that we've described, each one definitely impacts another, you know? So it's kind of like, okay, I've done all of this to try to change my health and be better, but there's probably other ones you're not paying attention to. And that's why I was trying to make a list because then those 12 to 16 things you can change. And if you still have something after that, well, maybe now it's now time to do a heavy metal detox or learn to do, you know, to see what's going on in your body, do some acupuncture, you know, these different things because each thing also affects the same other things, but we just don't see it because we're paying attention over here and saying, I'm eating all organic, but I'm spraying myself with perfume or cologne, you know, three times a day. Well, that's kind of negating your eating your organic a little bit because now you're just poisoning yourself on the skin level and in your, you know, that right through your largest organ, like the sunscreen, same exact thing, petroleum lathered all over, then getting baked into your skin, which then goes into your organs and then leads usually to cancer. One final one, if you could speak to a little bit, that, that you've done some videos on this and, and um, is uh, that people probably don't think about is clothing. Yes. And the type of clothing they wear. 
Yes. Um, why should people pay attention to that? I think this is a really big one. Clothing is like going back into ancient times and, you know, back in the royal times and all of that of where they would wear linen and wool and all these beautiful materials that were healing. Um, you know, we've really lost connection with that. You know, when I go to put my outfit on, I should know what type of material I'm wearing. And I think this is really important because that actually goes hand in hand with EMF and radiation. Certain materials gather more static. So anything that's made out of polyester, plastic, polyurethane, um, I think it's acrylic and nylon, those all gather a lot of static. That static charge will actually heat up the body and cause detrimental health issues over time. And you'll, it's kind of like when we were little kids and we'd walk on the carpet and we'd shock each other, you know, like you rub your feet on the carpet and shock each other. Well, when you're wearing those types of clothes that are made out of plastic, you're doing that 24 7, 365, you know. And then when you go to sleep in your bed, if your bed is also uh, derived from polyester or polyurethane materials, you're sleeping in a static charge the entire time while you sleep, which would be the leading cause, in my opinion, of restless leg syndrome. You know, a lot of people, oh, I can't sleep. My legs are always moving. Well, a lot of your legs are holding a lot of static charge. So you need to do grounding, you know, step on the earth barefoot where there's no wires around. But the biggest thing is changing the material of your clothing. For example, if, you know, the best options would be wool, linen, and cotton. Um, those are in the three of that I would say that are the easiest to access. Um, you know, there's a couple other ones as well too, but the linen was one of the most healing frequencies that was used basically in hospitals at one time. They used to put linen sheets in hospitals so you would heal faster so they can get you out of the hospital. Now it's kind of the opposite. They want you to stay there all the time so they can make a lot of money on you. But um, you know, with the with the linen, they would put uh, linen sheets down, and they started noticing that people's skin conditions started going away. Their uh, their wounds started healing faster. If they had back pain, it started going away. Um, you know, and any type of ailment, because linen is the only material or the only type of material that doesn't gain a static charge. And since we're living in a lot of electrostatic, you know, I can even point at that fan right there, emits electricity and electrostatic. If we're collecting it on our bodies, we're just heating and charging our bodies the entire time and never discharging it. So that's why linen is very healing and does not gain that static charge. So it can be very healing um, for the body. Wool is another one, but they never you should never combine the two together, linen and wool, because it's the opposite spectrum. And then it just cancels it out and doesn't allow that healing spectrum. So if you're gonna go for something, you know, you wanna look at linen, you wanna look at wool, and then organic cotton so that it's not sprayed with pesticides. Um, but cotton is nice too, but the only thing with cotton is you will get really warm, you know, because it's it's just a much heavier material. Um, but I think it's really important because I used to have clothes, like workout clothes, and they, they like, I bought, I, I didn't buy often, but when I did buy in the first beginning, I bought all cotton because that's pretty much all I knew when I was a kid. I worked at a clothing store and learned about, you know, clothes and stuff. And um, I bought a lot of cotton. And then when I went to go buy them, like at 27, 28, whatever it was years later, I started noticing, I'm like, this is all plastic and this stuff smells horrible. I can't get the smell out of these clothes. And I'm like, this is disgusting. I could smell myself from like a mile away. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And what I started noticing was, was they started changing from 100% cotton to 60-40, 70-30, you know, 50-50. And then now all of a sudden you're collecting that static charge and you can't clean it. And those plastics are just getting absorbed into your body, which if your skin is your largest, largest organ, you know, whatever you put on, it, it's going to absorb it. So if it, it's made out of plastic, you're absorbing plastic through your body at all times, which is just building up in your system. So I think this is a really big one because it's kind of something we don't pay attention to. You know, it's like, oh, I just throw my clothes on. I throw my jacket on. 
you know, I throw my hat on, but it's important to know what the material is because if you put a polyester hat on top of your head, you're building up static on top of your head, which will affect your hair as well too, you know, and, and, and it really impacts these things that we don't realize because your hair follicles or, you know, all the hair follicles as well are the first thing to attract EMF or static. They work as an antenna. You know, that's why like over time, our hair gets heavily impacted because of the static charge it builds on it because of what either we're wearing or what we're exposed to. And since it's the top of our head, it's the it's like an antenna, you know, like a like a steeple, you know, so it's it's very interesting. And I, I think we don't look into it enough. And when I started looking into it, I was like, hmm, all the kings, queens and royals all used to wear linen and all these like gowns. And even when you look at people going into prayer, they used to wear linen. They didn't wear polyester. They didn't have plastic or anything else. So it's interesting that all of a sudden we had some shift and a lot of people maybe were not paying attention. But they used to wear linen for that reason because it was a healing spiritual frequency that was really good for the body.